have you all. Thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in to the nation. My name is Law Nation, L-A-W Nation. <clears throat> As you guys already know, we're going to talk about this uh, draft. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Um, this 2019 draft is special to me because we finally, we finally did it. Uh, within the first three rounds, we went and got a defensive tackle. Now, uh, with that being said, all we got to do now is just still take this thing one day at a time, one movement at a time, and it would happen. But a player evaluation does not stop here. It continues to grow, right? You want to see how you can better your best. You want to see the level of competition. You want to see the growth factor and players, uh, uh, the insights of uh, the coaching staff to see how they can elevate a player. Remember, remember, what a player did in college is good. It just only shows a glimpse of what they can do in the future. But it's still up to that player to study the playbook, to uh, be able to pick up what the coachings are trying to develop for a scheme, for a size. And those are things that's all coming to one. So sometimes you can see a, a great talent. <laughs> Real talk, you can see a great talent in college. And then when you look into the pros, you say, what happened to that talent? <laughs> Uh, the elevations didn't happen. That's why you get the Jerry Rices of the world, the, uh, the, the Joe Montanas, or even um, the, 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 let me tell you this, Michael Irvins, the Emmitt Smith. None of these guys were drafted number one overall, but they was great in their collective skill set, meaning that it took the coaching to elevate what they saw on tape, and then also it took the player to understand and digest what the coach is trying to pour upon said player. So when we look at this collective body of the Dallas Cowboys 2019 draft, we can really look at, <clears throat> there I say, Amari Cooper. We can say that he was uh, falling off the cliff with the, uh, or the Oakland Raiders or the L.A. Raiders, whatever Raiders they are now, <laughs> Vegas Raiders, whatever they're going to be. Uh, you saw them falling off the cliff from there. But at the same time, you also saw last year the growth factor. Being in a different environment, uh, having a different coach in his ear, uh, having a different type of quarterback, throwing him the ball. So those are things, Cowboy Nation, that we really have to take a look at as it relates to A to Z on these players. And uh, really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Really do. Uh, shout out time to those that's in the chat box, especially those who are, are early in here because they let me know that you're part of the notification squad. Uh, Andrew, Daniel, uh, throw up the X. Appreciate you, Pat meticulous cowboys man appreciate you guys zo all you all that was with me uh down the line sand the man 213 not 214 213 sand the man up in here man appreciate you yes uh larry allen uh, son is trying to play football right now he's uh able to uh try out for the team seeing if he can beat out and outperform the odds are very slim for him just like the odds were slim for tony romo right yeah, yeah. So you get the Tony Romo's guys, right? The guys is undrafted, and then all of a sudden you say, "Hey, who's that little small kid over there in the corner?" And he's wearing number nine. No, 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 no. Not number uh, thirteen. Not number fourteen. Hey, look at that guy over there, number nine. <laughs> he's outperforming these guys over here, the proven guys. Let's give him a shot. That's how life is, Cowboy Nation. Zach Nation, what's up, man? Appreciate you. Thank you guys for tuning in to the nation. Don't forget, guys. Uh, I'm going to see if I can turn the phone lines on for you. Uh, the phone number is 682-214-4087. Uh, that's the number. Call in. Let me know how you feel, how you 
think about this uh, this upcoming season. A lot of people have us uh, 12 and 4. I've seen a lot of people say 11 and 5. Hell, my guy, our computer said we're going to go 16 and 0. So it's possible, guys, right? Anthony, what's good, man? Appreciate you. Pat, what's going on? Let's go, Cowboys. Go watch some of the Pollard's game. And you don't, don't just look at the highlights. This is Pat. Well, I'm going to go talk about this thing right here. When, when you're not just looking at the highlights, and, and let me explain highlights. <laughs> not everybody can create highlights, right? Not everybody got tape that is showing highlights. Scouting says if you can see it once, you can see it again. And if you're a good coach, I never met a good coach or a great coach said, I can't, I can't find a way to coach this particular player. I can't draw up these type of skill sets from this player. Coaching is more so like, hey, I, I refused to continue to climb the hill. Once I conquer the hill, I'm trying to climb the mountain. And if that mountain cannot be climbable, I'm going to figure out a way to find out a, a reason how and why. Because this is what players supposed to be able to, to, when they look at the coach, and that's what coaching is supposed to be able to say to these players. I'm going to implement you. <laughs> I'm going to implement myself onto you out there on the field. And that's a lot of times when a lot of people say, hey, a lot of times coaching, let me just say this right here. A lot of times people becomes baby coaches out there. They begin to pick up the coaching mentality. They begin to pick up the coaching traits. That's when you find a good player, when he start echoing what the coaches were saying. And that's what I'm saying. So when you look at Pollard, Tony, can he run the reverse sweep? Yes. <laughs> That's all I need for him to do. Actually, first, first, can you run the reverse sweep? Can I, when I throw you the ball out in space, can you create separation? Can you make that one or two players miss? That's all I want to know. <laughs> now, far as the proven guys out there on the film, hey, that's the Ezekiel Elliott's of the world. That's the Amari Coopers of the world. Look, we are looking for players to come in to supplement out of this draft we're not looking for players to come in and say okay hey i'm going to be the in all be all guy now if that so happened to happen then that's cool shout out to that particular guy but i'm looking for somebody who can expand ezekiel for for a few plays because we already know without a shot of a doubt ezekiel the path of the righteous man he is everything for us right He's the reason why we went into the draft in 2016, you know what I mean, and drafted him, what is it, fourth overall or something like that? Yeah, raw, real, and uncut. Not uncut and raw. <laughs> it's all raw, real, and uncut. <laughs> What's up, man? Appreciate you. And uh, uh, Kamara Hill, appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Um, Billy D type. Uh, What's good, man? Sandy, man. He says, hey, call in number yeah uh the call in number i'm gonna type it into the chat box 68 2 let's go uh 214 uh you guys should see it now tuning in to the nation really appreciate you guys you guys should see it now it should be in everywhere we're live here on d live uh, we are also live on the Periscope. Appreciate you all, Twitch, and as well as Law Nations 2.0. Uh, all right, and show. There we go. All right, so here we go. We got that live like 95 there, and really appreciate. Like I said, really appreciate you all for tuning into the nation. And let me go right here. Let's pull up the big board. Let's pull up what we got. You guys see him, right? You guys see the man, right? Man with the plan. Um, this is the thing. 
This is the thing right here, Cowboy Nation. When you have a chance to draft a defensive tackle, you draft him, <laughs> especially when you need help inside and we got tape out there. Six foot three, 308 pounds, 21. Uh, he was all second overall, well, second round, second draft pick, and 58 pick, number 58 basically, uh, from uh, UCF. And we look down here. I'll just type everything in, in the order of like the experience. Joe Jackson, six foot four, 275 pounds, 22 years old. These guys are still young. And we also got the Michael Jackson, six foot one, 210 pounds. He's everything that Chris Richard likes to see. Hey, hello, Sheila. Appreciate you for tuning in. Ninja Nuts, I better not see the Jet Sweep twice in the game. Thing having put him in there, there in space, something different. Um, I, I disagree with you, Ninja Nuts, because this is the thing. When I look at the uh, the L.A. Rams tape, when I look at their tape, and I look at how they run their jet sweeps, if if it's successful, if you get in eight to nine yards off of that play, you can flip it to one side, you can flip it to the other, and trust me, when the Cowboys were able to do the jet sweep, it's not the fact that they were not being successful to it. My thing is, when the Cowboys were doing the jet sweep, I'm sitting here like, hey, they're getting seven to eight to nine yards per time they do it, so why not do it until the team stop it? My thing is, and my only problem is, is when they ran the jet sweep, I'm sitting there like, wow, why would you run it and then go away from it when you were successful with it? <laughs> that's, my, that's the only conundrum. Now, I do know that at times with old Scott Lenahan, everything looked predictable. Or so we can blame it on Jason Garrett. But at this time, at this time, we really, we really, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Continue to do what got you there. That's all I'm saying. So if it works, continue to grind and continue to do it. But I feel what you're saying. Don't continue to do it and not have something to go back along with it. Hey, there's a thing called fake reverse sweep. <laughs> there's things that call, hey, motion a guy like he's going to reverse sweep it and then throw it to him. There's more than one ways to skin this cat, baby. So I think that the Cowboys should be able <laughs> to do those type of plays and work and benefit from those plays. All right, so let me look over here. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, what's up, Mike? VA Beach, man, what's going on? Swaggy D, thank you for tuning in to the nation. Uh, Miami players got swag, and I like that. This is from Zach Nation. Yeah, I, I, when I looked at Miami tapes uh, there on the sideline, it had this big chain running around. And uh, I guess when you make the explosive play, they'll put the chain on you. I like that. <laughs> I like when uh, the 2015 Pan what was it, Panthers, yeah, they was walking around with a baseball bat. <laughs> Intimidation. And other teams were like, hey, this ain't fair. They should not walk around with a baseball bat. They walk I like that. I like that energy. They had kept that energy. They brought them all the way to the Super Bowl. Although they got their butt spanked in the Super Bowl. I like the fact that they had the baseball bat. Not saying that we should go out there and just get some baseball bats of ourselves, but it was a, a consistent message saying, keep pounding. And, and when you walk around with the intimidation for the nation, I love it. So I don't know whether or not on the sideline or on our sidelines, if we're going to be walking around with some change, <laughs> that will be fire. That will be fire for our whole DB staff to walk around with like a chain and then have like one of those chains with a lock on it saying that, hey, when you lock down somebody, you're going to walk around with the lockdown chain. Like when you bat down or you get it, catch your interception, they go all run to the sideline, flex, pose, and then they put the chain on. They'll be tight. 
I think that'll bring in some type of uh, uh, energy or everybody have like a, a championship belt. I think that Jerry, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Jason Garrett, they give out championship belts. I would bring the championship belt on the sideline. So whenever the hot boys make a sack and it's a change of possessions or what have you, or turnovers on downs, they should all run over there and pose with the belt or put the belt on. I like things like that. Let me know if you guys like that because I love the little swag, you know, or, or hell, when we sweep one of the Eagles or the Giants or the Washington Redskins, hell, the next time you just – Bring out your brooms and be like, what's up? You know, we swept y'all. I like when you talk noise and you bring it back and you back it back up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Them high boys, I like last year, I think, off the strength of the name being called high boys. It was corny. I ain't going to lie. It was corny. I wasn't locking around here talking about hot boys. I'm a hot boy. Nah, I thought it was corny. But as long as they was making plays, I'm sitting there like, shoot. Shoot, them boys hot out there. I I love the swag, and, and they continue to keep that same energy. Now it's a special club to be a part of the hot boys. I like it. I like the fact that the linebackers looking at it like, man, can I be a hot boy? Can I be one of those boys out there? <laughs> I love it. Let me know if you guys love it. You know, uh, if we back it up, yes, do it. This is Saul. Yeah, gotta back it up. <laughs> gotta show them what which what brought you there, and. Uh, <laughs> And that's the only thing that I want. I want us to say, okay, we might not have won the Super Bowl last year, but damn it, we are the NFC East champs, and we located in the West. <laughs> Why we dominate the East? Because we all some beasts. That's what I, I'll walk around like this. And I love the fact when they had Conor McGregor out there and they were doing a little swag walk. Man, don't you think that that energy carried on to the next games? Come on now. Yeah, let's swag this thing up, Cowboy Nation. Let's continue to grow this thing. Let's continue to, to, to pump everything up to the high heavens. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. All right, so looking back at this thing here, uh, this is not the up-to-date, uh, uh, I guess, chart here. Yeah, let me see. Somebody asked how old was Tristan. Now, he's 21 years old, so he got a long, long, long way to grow. To grow. Man, <laughs> Boy, I was 21 over 15 years ago, man. That's a long time, man. Jeez. All right, so time do flies. Uh, you got uh, Michael Jackson, of course. He's 22. Uh, Cody. Cody McElroy. <laughs> uh, he's one of the guys that we picked up, undrafted uh, uh, rookie guy. Uh, tight end. I think that he was trying to play baseball or something like that. So it's a long shot for him to make this team, believe it or not. Connor uh, McGovern. Uh, my thing is, he's already 308 pounds, six foot five, got good feet. Uh, my thing is, he, he's one of those guys that I would say that would challenge anybody into the inside. Uh, one of the scouting uh, pros out there had him at a, at a second round uh, grade. So we got him in the third. So that's not bad, Cowboy Nation. Tony. <laughs> Tony P. Tony P. Uh, Tony Pollard is six foot, 210 pounds, 20. One years old, so he got a long way to go to get old, right? <laughs> so I think that that's a good pickup there. Uh, Drew Scott, he's a line, who's a, a linebacker, a long snapper, I believe. Um, I guess he's just on there for, for a warm camp body. Uh, this is interesting, Cedric. Since he had a red shirt year, basically, he's considered a rookie, he's still considered a rookie. And he, yeah, he's 23 years old, six foot two. So hopefully, I'm rooting for him. He's like my dark horse in this whole entire deal. Uh, Reggie Davis, a speedster. Um, 
I don't know whether or not he's going to wear number 11. That would be funny. But uh, he's a speedster, six foot. He just eat, need to eat a few ham sandwiches. 170 pounds, 23 years old. Is run one year into this thing. Let me see if they got any of the undrafted guys that's out here. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, I know we had picked up some guy named Wise. I know we picked up some guy with like six foot four, 203 or 210 pounds, something like that. That will be a great, great guy for uh, Richard. Remember this guy. Tristan Deku, <laughs> uh, second year is on the practice squad. These are all practice squad guys, like Donovan Alumba and all these guys. Cal Q, you guys remember I'm high on Cal Q, or I don't know if they, Devin Smith is here actually a practice squad guy, but he's four years into this thing, 199 pounds, six foot one. Uh, is he already 27? Oh boy. Getting long in the two, fam. You got to figure out something. This year, you got to figure out something. <laughs> All right, so uh, Pollard is not a gadget player. Watch his tape. He's a baller. He's 210 pounds. He runs 4440. Uh, he's an intimidate upgrade special team. Think Alvin Kamara. Oh, okay. I feel what you're saying. Think Alvin Kamara. I was more on the uh, on the comparable of, uh, believe it or not, uh, Cordell Patterson. I think that he was more of a Cordell Patterson with better hands. And I could be one million percent wrong. Uh, but um, Wise and Winsy. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look them guys up. I, I, that, that's just nasty, guys. All we got to do now is just wait. <laughs> oh, sit and wait. Uh, raw, real, and uncut. Says six foot four corner. Yeah. Yeah, more weapons you got, more camp bodies you got, the more chance and opportunity that you will receive for these guys to, to just do something spectacular. Uh, my thing is, when I was looking at it uh, from last year pr perspective, Dallas Cowboys, they really didn't give Dak Prescott the opportunity. And I'm not trying to use this as an, an excuse, but they didn't really give him an opportunity. They didn't. I think that they were scratching their heads as well because all of a sudden they didn't have Jason Witten. All of a sudden they didn't have um, the, the Dez Bryant's of the world out there practicing. It was a brand new deal. And then a lot of times, I think last year, they got rid of six or seven coaches. And one thing that I can say about the National Football League, regardless of how you look at it, it's something to do major about poise and continuity and those type of things and we start speaking of those things and then they had a new philosophy of an offensive uh, uh of line coach and there was just so much stuff to be going on uh sometimes you can do too much bite off food too much and you choke on it and i think that they really choked on it and they said <laughs> and they were able to cough it up when they was three and five and said you know uh jason garrett go to that baseball game because i'm mad at him he, he went to the baseball game to talk to some old, I guess, recruiting scout or something and said, okay, uh, I think he was like an offensive lineman. Uh, Y'all help me out, man. Put his name down below. He was offensive line coach. And he said, okay, yeah, I'll sign up with you guys. I'll give you guys some knowledge. I'll give you guys some experience to help your offensive line out. And, and in between that time frame, I believe uh, they were still working on uh, Amari Cooper and uh, Cooper was into the folds, and and I think Cooper was proud, happy of about it because I think he had like two weeks off. So because I think the uh, Raiders had their 
um, uh, bye week, and then the Dallas Cowboys had their bye week. So the transaction happened during the bye week. So he said, like, look, I had two weeks off, so he was fresh coming out of the bye week. <laughs> so Hudson Hawks, Hudson Hawk, Buddy Johnson, appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> so all that, it took the Cowboys to, to sit back and refresh their minds and say, okay, man, we messed up. We messed up at the start of this season. And they got hot towards the latter part of the season. Kind of fizzled off just a little bit towards the end. But they got hot. When the Cowboys got hot, it was nice for us to get hot. And uh, we took some of that momentum into the playoff. Tavon Austin was able to come back. Tavon Austin pretty much single-handedly uh, flipped the field for us against the Seattle Seahawks. One can argue if Tavon Austin didn't play that game, it would have been much harder for us to win, right? So that – I said all that to say this. <laughs> this offseason, you have Tavon Austin. You have Tony Pollard. You have Amari Cooper. You have Michael Gallup. You have all of these guys that can continue to grow and develop with the quarterback. You got Alan Hearns. <laughs> you got all of these guys that's now developing poise and continuity. There's no scratching of the head of saying, okay, this is how I want the offensive line to play. The offensive line is playing the way they should play right now, and that means that they, they already know what is counted for them to do. It's not a lot of bickering, and a lot of, it's not a lot of fighting of saying, okay, I'm not used to playing this technique. These guys are on the same page. Old folks used to say, especially if you're from an old Southern Baptist uh, church like mine, we want to make sure that everybody's singing from the same hymnal, meaning that everybody's on the same note. Because you don't want to have this particular hymnal and somebody else have another musical book and they say, turn to page 403. <laughs> Two different songs, right? So we want to be on the same page. Zeke. And this is meticulous uh, uh, Cowboy 86, Zeke and Weber, Pollard, and that order for Nation. Pollard can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can line up in certain sets. Don't get it crazy. Don't be crazy when we go into a, a um, I, I want to say a, a 21 personnel, whereas you see two running backs and the actual uh, Pollard is lined up out there as playing as the inside guy. You can have those things, too. Uh, so it's just one of those things. Steven said that plans to use Pollard like the Saints use Kamara. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, if you look back at Kamara's uh, receptions, he, he catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. And then he can do those short intermediate routes, too. So And then he can run in between the split. So it, it's, it's good. Yes. Uh, dang. Uh, this is Saul. Uh, uh, I think either the boys, Trey Boston, is just a phone call away. Yeah, first of all, they want to see what they got with their own commodities that they drafted. And if uh, Trey Boston is still out there on the market, well, like three, four weeks into this thing, and they've really got a finger on the on, on the, or the pulse of the defensive uh, backs that we have on the team, and if they're really not stepping it up, if Michael Jackson is not trans, uh, uh, I guess, transcending uh, or, or moving to the uh, safety position or moving into the slot, if he's not playing that position well, then they'll reach out. They'll reach out and touch some of these veterans. And there's another part of this cookie, right, Cowboy Nation. It's another part of this complete cookie or puzzle. Player evaluation at 365. Remember, remember this. There's going to be some veterans. It's going to be released in the following weeks. Because other teams that went out and drafted people that they feel like they can change their team. 
So remember that uh, Cowboys Five Rings. Appreciate you for the donation to help grow the nation, man. Thank you so much for making the donation. I really do appreciate you, man, uh, for all of it that you're doing to help support this channel. Really do. Really, really do. Um, uh, Trooper says, uh, uh, doing a Tristan Hill franchise in Madden mode. <laughs> Let me know how they go, man. Alvin Kamara is slow, 4.56. Not about that. Jerry Rice ran a 4.6. Mike Irvin ran like a 4.589 or something like that. Uh, Chris Carter, those guys. I know it's a different era, but those guys are, are technically slow. And uh, they found ways to get open. They found ways to catch the ball out in space. So it's ways, Cowboy Nation. Uh, I do know that speed is what everybody loves. Speed is what everybody can look back on and say, oh, this guy ran a 4-3. Remember, I was saying this earlier on, on another show, is that sometimes speed doesn't translate to turnovers and takeaways. Anthony Brown is a 4-3 guy. He's not getting gangs of takeaways. Uh, your boy, uh, I believe, Byron Jones is a 4-3 guy or 4-4 guy. He's not getting a gang of takeaways. Uh, he, he, he's a 4-3 guy, 4-4 guy. Uh, sometimes uh, it's just about being playing instinctive, uh, uh, playing within your space and understanding what's going on, trying to understand what the teams are trying to go with the ball. And uh, once you have the experience and those instincts out there, being a playmaker, that's all you really need. <laughs> just being that playmaker. That's what I want Cowboy Nation to understand. Uh, let me see if I can do this right here. Uh, and no. Yeah. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, all the way, all the way. Um let me see who else we have. Uh, was Chad Johnson slow? Uh, he was quick more than fast. He was quick more than, uh, than, than one of those speedsters. He had great footwork, and uh, he figured out ways to be to win in space. But he will argue you down that he's the fastest person in life, though. <laughs> but you can look at his tape, and you can say, okay, well, he's not that fast, okay? He's not that fast. Uh-huh. So that's, that's just how I look at it, you know, uh, as far as his abilities or what have you. Um, who else you guys want to know about as far as... <laughs> let me see. Let me screen trans. Mm, there you go. Bam. <laughs> and bam. There we go. Appreciate you guys for, for your patience. Uh, Law, do you think... You think we'll be the next to Woods, Heath, or Iloka, or whether you like uh, Saul? Uh, are you talking about like line up in assignments, signing up for people and seeing how they will be looking like? Uh, just depend on the formation of the defense and who wins during this offseason. It's a straight-up dogfight. Um, I think that naturally you will look at it like this combination, uh, Woods, and then you will have Heath, and especially heavy pass formation. And when you get down to teams that like the heavy, heavy run formation, you will look at Woods slash George Iloka. I think that the Cowboys like George Aloka and the heavy run packages more than they like Heath. Now, it's nothing that Heath can't do, because I think that he can do, but it's just the fact that sometimes the, the, the level of way he does it doesn't appear to be right. Over pursuit on angles, using his speed to get to a certain spot of the ball too quick, and not being observant or being mindful of his other uh, contemporaries that's out there on the field. So we look at those things. Um, if you look at the first start of the season last year, uh, I want you guys to look at the the Panthers game and I think the first Giants game. You didn't see Heath out there a lot. Believe it or not, you saw Woods at the top and you saw your boy Kayvon Frazier in there 
when it, when it was time for a heavy run support. What happened with Kayvon Frazier? He had his shoulders. Something about Cowboys and shoulders, you know. Uh, I guess I'd rather for it to be the shoulders than the hamstrings, right? So something about his shoulder was dislocated, and he had this injury that he couldn't get out there on the field enough. Now, Kayvon, he is a liability as it relates to coverage. <laughs> That's why I feel like uh, hopefully he can catch catch everything back up during this offseason and be ready and be prepared for the start of 2019 if, if he can show us a little bit better in coverage. And that's just about a line. Um, give me cash. What you said, boy, Supreme Tonko might be out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wilson is a hard hitter. Uh, this is from Chevis. You're talking about uh, the, the rookie, um, uh, Devon. Or I think it's Devon, Devon Wilson. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I saw some highlights where he did lay the wood. I did see where uh, uh, Jerry Jones talking about, hey, if a puppy can bite, he's willing to bite Danny. He's willing to bite when he's a big dog. So, uh, I like that saying. Um, I think, and then he said the things, the way he was over pursuing, the way he was uh, taking bad angles and things like that, or or uh, rallying to the ball at a, at a later time. He said that all that can be coached out. And he said he got his words from uh, Chris Richard that, hey, he said, I can correct those issues. And it's just like old folks says, you know, I'm always going to use these old folks sayings. <laughs> you can bend a tree while it's young. We can give. But when that tree get old, it's just hard to bend that tree. You try to bend that old oak tree in your backyard. That old oak tree gonna snap up and break. <laughs> but when it's young, you can you can sway it every, whichever way you want to, you know. So why Chris Richard got his hands on some of those players while they're young and not been influenced by other coachings and stuff like that, then he can bend them and shift and mold them into what they want, what they should be out there. Uh, Chop says, how about Larry Allen Jr.? <laughs> it's a long shot for him, fam. It's a long shot. But he, he will be out there. He will get a chance to display his skill set on tape. And uh, I think that he probably is a little light. He need to get a little bit bigger like his father. And uh, he need to put out good tape out there so that other teams probably can take a look at him. I want that kid to make some money. I want that kid to bring on the legacy of what his father brought. And that's something special too, Cowboy Nation. When you are able to follow the footsteps and walk into the footsteps of what your father was able to do. And this is the same thing I want for my kids. Hey, you want them to be better than you. <laughs> that's at, at the end of the day, that's what we're striving for. We're striving for our offsprings to be better than what we exhibit or better than what we showed out there. And hopefully, Larry Allen Jr. will be able to do a better job than his father one day. But it's a long shot for him now. <laughs> that's the reality of it. Where reality meets expectations, right? <laughs> uh, I need a cornerback cor action, uh, Jackson. To telev the television thriller performance and compete compete for and starting for the position in training camp. Sand Man two one three, yeah, Action Jackson thriller. <laughs> uh, beat it, just beat it. Uh, it's gonna be nice, man. Jackson uh, uh, and then Joe Jackson. We're gonna be looking for them. We're gonna have the we're gonna have our eyes on them like this, yeah. But then at the same time, we still gonna be looking over there at Dorrance Armstrong. Be like, okay. Step up and be up. Yes, we're going to want those things to happen, Cowboy Nation. And uh, we got some good ones. Yes, indeed. We do. 
Yes. Yeah, here you go, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Well, with all that being said, Cowboy Nation, I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Had the little one to bombard the uh, the little room right here, and I got to take good care of her. Uh, where's mommy? Huh? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cowboy Nation, let's go one way or another. That's been all the time that I have for right now. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, oh, you're going to get some Cheetos. And remember, Cowboy Nation, you're listening to absolutely nothing but the best. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. And let me find my outro music and we get on out of here. Really appreciate you guys. Really do. As we begin to grind, just the one thing that I got to let you guys know. When you're grinding hard, you shine hard. And when you work hard for yourself, baby, that's the best thing you can do in your life is work for yourself, right? Because then you don't have to work for nobody else. Let me continue to grow. Let me continue to go this thing. Let's go, Cowboy Nation, one way or another. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Cowboy Nation for life. Yes, all day, every day, even twice on Sunday. And as we begin to grind, Cowboy Nation, let me let you guys know this. The shine's going to come. We the sun, remember? <laughs> the moon don't get mad at the sun, and the sun don't get mad at the moon. Everybody got their time to shine, baby. Let's go, one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hit that like button. Yeah. One plus one is two. <laughs> yes. Uh. Oh, mama got her now. But it's all good. We finna roll. They say, ain't no party like a cowboy party. Cause a cowboy party don't stop. Ain't no party like a cowboy party. Cause a cowboy party don't stop. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Hey, let's get this thing sinking to your mental. We the American team. We in the West, right? But we dominate the East because we all some beasts. Let that sink into your mind. Let that put that on your mental. And you'll find the truth, the light, the stars. Let's go. <laughs> all right, Cowboy Nation. I'm gone for real. Peace. Yeah. Uh. And you're wise. I think that he's wise. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Calvination. And remember, you're listening.